I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're about to go live on Instagram uh, and answer all the questions sent in by the people that are live there, uh, talking all things Rugby League. So we'll just wait for people to join up, then we'll get stuck into uh, those questions. G'day guys, if you're joining us on the live, uh, send your questions in, whatever you want to talk about, flick them in. Uh, Not a heap doing in the NRL world at the moment, but anything you want to touch on. Questions for next year, uh, whatever it might be, anything you got to ask off the back of the off-season episode, send them in now. You can watch them on YouTube. They're all live to go and have a look at too if you'd like to. Any rugby league questions, guys, send them through. Uh, if we don't have any questions, I'll jump off. Uh, how good was soccer the other night? I uh, didn't watch the whole thing, to be honest with you. I only watched bits and pieces of the soccer. Great to see Australia uh, get up there, though. I, I've been listening to a bit of content around it, and uh, yeah, it's a bit surprising how negative so many Australians are and how they're not giving much credit to uh, the Australian soccer team just to be in the World Cup. It's a tremendous effort to be relevant and winning games. Uh, pretty incredible stuff. Uh, when is the Dogs Premiership window open? Mate, I think it is open, to be honest with you. Uh, I love the recruitment that you've had this year. I think it's been very, very impressive. You've obviously got Reid Marnie joining the club, which is great to see. Uh, Viliami Kikau, who I absolutely love. I think he's been incredible the last two years or so. Uh, and I just think with Reid Marnie, he can really unlock a bit more of Matt Burton. So uh, plenty of positives for Canterbury heading into the future, mate. And I definitely wouldn't say your Premiership window is closed by any means. Uh, I'm not sure how long it's going to be open for or how open it is, but I definitely think you're a team that can win a comp um, over the next few years, no doubt about it. Mawali and Saluka to both have breakout seasons for Souths. Uh, we actually recorded today our best 17 for the South Sydney Rabbitohs, which will be going live on YouTube over the next couple of days. I had Mawali as my breakout bunny for 2023, uh, so I'm tipping him to do very well. Saluka, also very impressive, no doubt about it. Obviously, had his boxing fight the other night. Uh, 
um, which I didn't get to see any of, to be perfectly honest with you. But I really do like Mawali. I think he's a guy uh, that can impress over the next few years. You can see that South Sydney, they're sort of drip-feeding him minutes and whatnot, uh, taking it very slowly. But I genuinely do believe uh, that he's a guy that could break out for South Sydney. They've already got a fantastic front row rotation between Burgess Totola and Harm Saleh, who really impressed me last year. Uh, plenty of positives for South Sydney heading into 2023. Uh, a couple of young guys there that are worth keeping on as well, uh, which we talk about in that podcast. Who has a better season out of Storm and Rabbits in 23? Yeah, two interesting sides. Obviously, the Bunnies, they finished 7th last year. They got a really tough draw, though, uh, heading into this season. So it's going to be interesting to see how they go with that. Very tough draw, I must say. Went through it with Maddie on uh, on YouTube. It'll be coming out on Thursday. Uh, so that'll be a big test for South Sydney. But Melbourne... Uh, I, you know, despite everything that went wrong for them, all the injuries and everything, they still had a pretty good season. So uh, I think they're in for another big one. Gun to head, I'd probably go Melbourne slightly. Dogs to play finals. I think they'll go very close, mate. I've got them at about 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, somewhere around that mark. But I, I think that anywhere under 11th, I think you'd have to consider that a failure uh, for the Canterbury Bulldogs based on their recruitment and how they've developed over the last year or so. Harm Saleh is a very underrated player, just unlucky with injuries. Yeah, I mean, I've always been a fan of Harm Saleh probably for the last 18 months or so, but you're right, mate. Every time he looks to get on a bit of a roll or looks like he's going to hit some really good form, injuries tend to strike and they just derail him. It's... uh yeah, I'm not sure what it is with Harm Sele and his injuries and whatnot, but if he can put together a full season injury free, I think he'll explode. Because I think that, you know, I, I watch him all the time and he gets his match fitness right up, then an injury comes and he's out for three to four weeks and he's got to build that up again. Always makes life hard. So, yeah, I agree, mate. Very underrated. Just needs a good run with injuries. Uh, what have we got? Any other questions, guys? Send them through. Fins up from Mitch. Yeah, Dolphins are going to be interesting next season to see uh, how they go. Uh, I, yeah, I'm not confident, though, to be honest with you, mate. I'd love to say uh, you'll be a top-eight team, but I just can't see it with the signings uh, that they've got at the moment. I think that they'll probably be a bottom-four side, uh, more than likely probably a bottom-two side, but that's just the squad on paper. Uh, you chuck Wayne Bennett into the mix with any footy side ever, uh, different kettle of fish. Sean Bloor and Tommy Talao will make a good impact for the Tigers. What do you reckon? Sean Bloor, I'm a huge fan of, mate. Uh, I think it would be great if they did get Johnny Bateman, but I think they need to be hesitant about stunting the growth of Sean Bloor because I genuinely think he could be a star over the next few years. And Tommy Talao, very talented as well. I haven't seen as much of him as I had of, of Sean Bloor, uh, but he's definitely shown in his games that he's got a lot to offer. So hopefully he can go injury-free. Hopefully both of them can, and uh, they can have an impact next year. Tafare, watch him. Yeah, we've been talking about him for a while. We've watched him play Queensland Cup quite a bit last year. Very nice guy. We've spoken to him on a number of occasions. I agree. I think he will start in the centres for the Dolphins. I think he'll be a super coach. Absolute must-have. Uh, very, very excited about him next season. So Tafare playing for the Dolphins. Keep an eye on him, guys. I think he's an unknown talent that not many rugby league fans know of. He's obviously come over from Rugby Union, played for the Dolphins last year. His stats are incredible. He was breaking about 10-odd tackles per game at centre. Uh, so, yeah, I agree, mate. I think he's one to watch, and I think he's going to do very, very well for the Dolphins. Uh, what have we got? Uh, is Kenny an 80-minute player for the Panthers next season? I don't believe so, James. I think you'll see him start, play the first 20, 30-odd minutes, and then I think you'll see uh, Sonny Luke come off the bench, similar to what Appy Curacao did last year. So I know a lot of people think Mitch Kenny will be an 80-minute player. I personally don't think there's a world where he will be. Uh, you've got Mitch Kenny, you've got Sonny Luke. I think they'll be the 9 and the 14. 
You've also got a couple of other guys. There's a young bloke there named Riley Smith, who I think will play New South Wales Cup this year. I'm very, very impressed with him. I think that he could play first grade within the next two years or so. You might even see him get a gig at the back end of the season if the opportunity presents itself. Uh, so they've got plenty of hookers there. Appy's the best one by a country mile. Losing him is going to be tough, but they have got a couple of really quality nines to replace uh, Appy with there. So Penrith, everything's looking good out there once again. If you don't like seeing them be successful, I think you're in for a few more tough years just quietly. Uh, how much will Jackson Hastings impact the Knights? Look, obviously, I'm a little bit biased being... Um, being mates with Jacko and whatnot, but you just, you know, I just sit there and I pick his brain about football and just the way he sees it is just different to other guys that I talk to. Uh, he's a little bit more experienced. He's been through a lot of shit. He knows that uh, if Newcastle don't do well, it's going to be his fault and he's well and truly uh, ready to accept that and take that on. I just think that he he's a real pure halfback. He's a, he's a real footballer's footballer and I think he's going to be able to move Newcastle around the park, give them the direction that they desperately need. And I think he's going to just open up so many opportunities to KP. I think KP's been waiting a long time for a guy like Jackson Hastings to arrive up there. They had Mitchell Pierce, but I don't think that I, I don't think that Kalen Ponga was old enough or mature enough to take advantage of what Mitchell Pierce was giving him. I think he's matured a little bit. He's got a little bit older as he should have. Uh, and I think Jackson Hastings could be a really perfect combo for KP. Whether he's playing six or one, uh, I, I think he is going to play five eight. It sounds that way. I'd have him at fullback. I'm not going to hide away from that. But I just think with Jacko at six, I think KP can be successful. Sorry, with Jacko at seven, I think KP can be successful at six. So I think he's going to be very very important to the. Newcastle Knights, not only this year, but in the future. Uh, Jackson Hastings, really, really excited to watch the move. Uh, does Pappy finally have a full, healthy season? Uh, impossible for me to say, mate, obviously, uh, but I really do hope so. I think we've only really scratched the surface of Ryan Pappenhausen and what he can achieve, and what we've seen of that so far is a premiership and a Clive Churchill medal, so... I think Rhett football awaits. Whether he's going to be able to get into that New South Wales team, I don't know. Uh, obviously, 14's a hard jersey to get into. Fullback's near impossible. He can't really play centre or wing, so you'd have to see him in the 14 jersey. If Turbo's playing next year, uh, you'd have to assume he's at right centre, which probably moves Jack White into the bench. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how Pappy goes around about Rhett football and where he can get an opportunity. Uh, but yeah, staying injury-free. I can't wait to watch Pappy with a full season, especially if you're one of the keen super coach players like I am. We know how good Pappy is. So many attacking stats. He goal kicks as well. Uh, very exciting time. So to be at the age he's at, where we're only just scratching the service and he's already got a Clive and a premiership next to his name, pretty scary stuff. So I hope he has a full season injury free, mate. Uh, Gezza, can you make sure you don't back the Cowboys each week so we can make the prelim again? Yeah, I uh, I didn't quite get on the Cowboys hype train the entire way through. Uh, they certainly proved me wrong time and time again. So uh, I'll do you a little flavor there, Adam. I'll be tipping the Cowboys week in, week out. Uh, yeah, didn't get too many things right with the Cowboys last year. We got the Reuben Cotter thing right about him playing Origin, uh, which is probably our best get of the year, to be fair. Uh, but yeah, the Cowboys, I sort of was waiting for the wheels to fall off. There was a couple of times where I thought, ah, oh, it's starting to happen. And, uh, yeah, that's egg all over my face for Downton Toddy Payton. Did a sensational job. So I'll take it on board, mate. Uh, thoughts on the Dogs' halves next year? Uh, yeah, I, I'm a Flano fan. I want to give him an opportunity with a decent side and some decent coaching. Uh, I think that he's been a bit of a scapegoat the last few years. I think that when you're spending a lot of money on Matt Burton and Reid Marnie and Kickow and Fox and these sort of guys, you've got to give somewhere. And if you've got to give it halfback, I think Flano's a decent guy to have. He's not gonna He's not going to cost you the bank but he's just going to do a job for you week in, week out. He's going to kick to the right spots, and he's he doesn't want to be the superstar. 
Rhino. He's happy just to be a role player in that team and allow Matt Burton to do his thing. So especially if they go and sign a fullback like a Stephen Crichton, for example, who's going to be on big money as well. You've got to give somewhere, as I always say. And, you know, a, a lot of the teams have champion halfbacks. There's no doubt about that. But you can do it without a halfback or without a superstar halfback if you've got value elsewhere, which at the moment, uh, Canterbury do. So we'll see how it plays out. Uh, what's your take on the Randall Marshew trade? Uh, we, I just spoke about it on the podcast, actually, so you can listen to it there if you would like. But... I still want to. I want to see it before I believe it. To be honest with you, I'm not sure. Uh, I just think it's a little bit sideways for both. I thought Randall was great for Newcastle last year, and if Jaden Braley gets injured, I'd like to have him in the side still as a backup. You have got Kurt Mann and whatnot, but I just send him up to the Gold Coast. They've got Sam Verrills. They've got Aaron Booth. They've got Aaron Clark. I just. I don't know. Just seems a little bit sideways to me. <coughs> oh Jesus! Uh, what have we got? Who should the Broncos hooker be? Uh, Broncos hooker, I, I'm i still a fan of uh, Corey Pakes, to be honest with you. I'd like to see him given an opportunity, whether he will or not, I don't know. I'm trying to think if they signed anyone that I'm forgetting of off the top of the dome. I think it would be Billy Walters, Corey Pakes. We've obviously got Turpin. He's joined the Sydney Roosters. So that'll be interesting to watch how he goes. Uh, but it definitely is a problem for the Broncos. You've obviously got the young bloke, which they re-signed last year. I'm not sure if he's going to be ready to play first grade just yet. Uh, and if he is going to be ready to play first, if he is going to be ready, I'm not sure if he's going to be ready to start. So uh, I think they'll be a little bit more patient with him. So I think he'll be a little bit far away. His name escapes me at the moment. Starts with them. Dylan Brown to the Warriors. Throw the big bag at him. I think he'll stay at uh, Parramatta, to be honest with you, mate. That's my impression. I think the Dill Brown will stay. Uh, and I, I personally think Mitch Moses will stay too. I think they're building something pretty special out there at Parramatta. So I wouldn't be leaving. Uh, if you are going to get him though, you're going to have to pay big, big money. Um, I don't know. The Warriors, he's obviously a Kiwi, so it'll be a nice little fit there. But I don't know if he's the exact guy that they need at the moment, to be honest with you. Uh, hey, Guru, Russell Doggies fan. Not sure Kyle provides much to the team, not making him a scapegoat, but I just feel like, yeah, mate, and that's fine. But as, I've, as I always say, you know, Canterbury fans message me all the time and say, we're not going to win a comp with Kyle Flanagan. And you might be right, but there's about five or six halfbacks in this competition uh, that could win comps. There's about three that could win it with the team you currently have. To get them all, you're going to have to pay a million plus. So it means you're going to have to let go of other guys. You've invested big money across the park at 5'8", second row hooker. Uh, I just, you know, you're paying a heap of money for Tavita as well. Like, if you're going to pay that much money in all those key spots, you've got to give somewhere. If halfback's it, then so be it. And uh, I think, you know, did it really shock anyone that Canterbury improved out of sight as soon as Kyle Flanagan was just brought into the side? I know a lot of people wanted to credit the coach and, and whatnot, but, fuck, did, did, did season 2022 teach us anything outside of Good, like halfbacks matter in footy sides. You know, Chad Townsend, Nico Hines, all these guys, as soon as Flano came into the Canterbury team, they look like a decent football side all of a sudden. So I, I do, as much as you said, you don't uh, think you don't think you're using him as a scapegoat. I think a lot of uh, Canterbury fans do, to be honest with you. Um, get him under some good coaching, get him with some good fo- footballers around him. If in a year we're still sitting here having the same conversation, mate, uh, then it's a, a completely different situation, yeah. But I just think... Flano deserves an opportunity with a good side. He had that rooster side a couple of years ago, got to a prelim or a semi-final or whatever it was. They just ran out of gas at the end. Uh, he can play, Flano. I'm telling you, he can play. Just just give him a chance with a good side and with good coaching and see where it takes him. Jason Tamalolo to play for Queensland next year. Like it or don't like it, take into account Samoans playing for New South Wales. Yeah, mate, it's a hard one. I don't know where I sit on this, to be honest with you. I think that the landscape of rugby league is changing. There is no doubt about that. 
I heard Cameron Smith and Kempi talking during the season and, and Kempi brought it up the other day about how uh, it'd be a little bit disappointing if in a couple of years, you know, no, there was three or four guys playing State of Origin that are playing for the Kangaroos. Uh, that would be a, l- a little bit disappointing. But the landscape of rugby league is changing. Uh, you're obviously going to have a lot more Polynesian players coming into our game. They're doing tremendous things and entertaining us more than we probably ever have been before. So the landscape is changing and we've probably got to change with it as well. So I don't know what the answer is. As, as a New South Welshman, the last thing I want to see is Taumalolo in Maroon. I'll tell you that much for free. Uh, but yeah, l- landscape's changing. We've got to move with the times. Uh, sometimes in rugby league, we fall victim to not moving with the times enough and uh, maybe this will be another one. I'm very keen to see how the NRL handle it, to be honest with you. Uh, Nico Hines, Blues 14 or Burton. I think next year it'll be Jack White. And mate, I think that uh, Tommy Turbo will probably play right centre if he's in that team, which means that Jack White and he'll drop back to the bench to play 14. So I don't think it will be Hines or Burton, to be honest with you. Um, what have we got? Reese Robson, New South Wales debut 2023. I don't think so, mate. You've obviously got Cook. You've got Appy. Uh, granted, Cook a little bit on the outside to some extent. Appy going to the Tigers. Uh, Reese Robson, he could maybe sneak an opportunity there, but I just think they'll probably go with one of those two solids there. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's too far away, mate. Uh, does Luttrell have to be a top three fullback next year for South to finish top four? Uh, probably not, to be honest with you. They've got a good team, South Sydney. You've got a good hooker, good six. Um... It'll be interesting to see if Latrell, you know, a top three hooker, what we value that on. If you want to go via stats to decide who the top three hookers are, uh, who the top three fullbacks are, it's probably not going to be Latrell realistically. Uh, but just impact on games, uh, he can definitely be a top three guy. So it depends how you want to evaluate that. But it's really not something I want to get into because people don't appreciate the way that Latrell plays. People don't appreciate that he is a little bit different to the other fullbacks, which is what makes him so dangerous. If the other fullbacks had the hands that Latrell Mitchell has, uh, fuck, they'd be lethal, I'm telling you. So, yeah, it's an interesting one with Latrell. Um, Guru, if you see JD podcast with James Graham, you'll see why I think we can seriously win the comp next year. He really talks about the club with passion. Yeah, for sure, might have been a huge fan of Demetrio since he arrived. I was a little bit nervous before then, but yeah, I could tell pretty quickly, same as you by the sounds of it, mate, uh, why he why he has been so good and so successful early. So, um, yeah, I mean, every coach talks about their club with passion and whatnot. Every coach wants to win. I think South Sydney will be there and thereabouts. Uh, I just think Penrith and the Roosters at the moment, they, they're just looking too fierce. Uh, so we'll see how it plays out, mate, but I'm not ruling South Sydney out of it by any means. Um, who do you think will play halfback for the Bulldogs next year? Kyle Flanagan for me, mate. Uh, thoughts on Paris signings, Hopgood, Assi and Dory. Hopgood, uh, if you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know how big I am on him. Said it like halfway through last year. Very, very excited about him. I think he'll be one of the breakout guys, if not the breakout guy in 2023. Assi, I can't believe the New Zealand Warriors didn't re-sign him. Very bizarre. I thought every time he came in, whether he was playing centre or 5'8", he was one of their better players on the park. So as a depth signing, absolutely love it. And Matty Dory hasn't quite kicked on from his first grade debut in his first few games over there at the Canterbury Bulldogs. A fresh start might be good for him, uh, but I probably haven't seen enough of him over the last few years to comment, mate. Uh, what have we got? Corey Pakes, I agree. Yeah, good shout. Blake Moser. Yeah, thanks, Pete. That's the name I was looking for, Moser. Um, with McCulloch gone now, would you pay a Moan Sullivan halves pairing with Hunt at nine to guide the young halves around the park? Uh, in an ideal world, I would, but you're paying Hunt so much that so I think he has to be at halfback. Um, but I hate the fact that they're using Bud Sullivan as a hooker off the bench, and he might be a hooker full-time now. I fucking hate it. Uh, he's, a, he's a ball player, and he, I'd rather him play reserve grade. 
at halfback or 5'8". I actually disagree with that take at the start of the preseason, and Kempe said to me that he'd rather that, and I couldn't understand it at the time. After watching him getting fucked around at 14 for an entire year, I get where Kempe's coming from, and now I agree with him. Uh, so, yeah, interesting that McCulloch now gone. Uh, which direction the Dragons are going to go at hooker and whatnot. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't want to get to see these young guys uh, derail, but I also don't want to see Ben Hunt moved out of halfback because I think in order for the Dragons to be successful, uh, he's the best player that needs to be at seven. Uh, who will be the Mar- Dolphins' marquee signing? Great question, mate. No fucking idea. I thought we'd know by now. Uh, any updates on Matt Lodge? It sounds like Matty Lodge will be staying at the Roosters on a train and trial deal at the moment. I would safely assume that he's going to stay there, mate. I think that uh, with his father-in-law working up at the Dolphins, if he was going to be there, he'd probably already be there by now. So I think Matty Lodge stays at the Roosters, especially uh, now that we've seen... Uh, Takiaho leave. I don't think the Roosters can afford to let him go, to be honest with you. So I think he will stay there. Do you think Josh Hodgson will struggle to return from the ACL injury? Uh, it'll be interesting, mate. He is obviously the you know the wrong side of 30 returning from an ACL injury uh, in a pretty demanding position as well. So do I think he's going to be back to his absolute best like he was in 2019? No. Uh, but I, just, I definitely think he can add a little bit for Parramatta. It's going to depend on... Obviously, Josh Hodgson is a pretty ball-dominant nine. He has been throughout his entire career. I think he's going to have to change that a little bit to fit in with Mitch Moses and Dylan Brown. I'm not saying he can't do it, but I think he is going to have to change his football a little bit, which will be a massive test for him. He is older, he's wiser, more mature, so hopefully he can make that transition. The ACL might actually help with that a little bit, to be honest with you. He might not be as dynamic with his running game. He might have to be a little bit smarter uh, with his football, so it might actually help Parramatta in a crazy way, to be honest with you. Uh, but hopefully he does return because he is so talented. Thoughts on how Tigers will go with Appy and Papali'i? I think they'll improve, mate. I still worry about the halves. Obviously, letting Hastings go, I really just can't make sense of that. Uh, they're going to back in Luke Brooks for him to get the very best, for them to get the very best out of him, partner with Appy Curacao. So hopefully they do. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. The Tigers, their pack looks unreal on paper. I just want to see how they put it all together. Still a lot of exp- inexperience in the outside backs and in the centers, uh, and you're relying on Luke. Brooks. Brooks having a very big season as well, but we saw the impact that Appy had on Nathan Cleary in his career, so hopefully he can have a similar impact on Luke Brooks, and if so, if they can get Brooksy back to his absolute best, playing his best footy, I think the Tigers will be a real threat this year, but I don't know, it's just always the way with the Tigers, eh? it's just hard to trust them, it's hard to predict what's going to happen with them, you feel like there's always something just around the corner, Uh, so we'll see how it plays out with the Tigers, but I think they'll definitely improve off last year. Uh, what's Wayne Bennett's worst season as a head coach? I think this may be the one. I would say his worst season as a head coach would be one of the years up at the Newcastle Knights. I think they came 13th or 14th, something along those lines. Um, this one could potentially be worse than that, but very hard to doubt, Wayne. He's made it pretty clear that they're not going to get the spoon this year. Um, and the team isn't terrible. I mean, we, we know that Wayne Bennett, he can get more out of guys than what most play, than what most coaches could out of certain guys. So uh, I'm very hesitant to say they'll get the spoon or whatever, but I do think they'll be a bottom 14, to be honest with you. I just can't see it coming together. Love your work, brother. Keep it up. Thank you, mate. Appreciate it. Uh, what have we got? Should the Dogs be giving Fox or Kiraz a crack at fullback in preseason? No, I'd be sticking with Avarillo. I mean, if you're in preseason, by all means, 
I don't think you probably need to give it to Fox. I think he's got a bit of a roaming role within that Canterbury side, or he should off the back of this Kangaroo tour. Uh, but Kiraz, he's one that's been spoken about to play fullback. I heard in the Lebanon camp, his communication, everything was very impressive. So I'd be more than happy to see him given a crack. Uh, but for me, Abrillo, he'd be my starting one, and I wouldn't really have too many question marks about it. Thoughts on the Ramsey situation? Yeah, we wish him all the best. He's having a bit of a tough trot at the moment. His mother came out and spoke in the media today about how good Anthony Griffin's been throughout the, the whole thing. So credit to Hook. Uh, I'm quite often negative on Hook and some of the decisions he makes. Uh, but this is, this is a great story for him. And hopefully uh, Ramsey can come out the other side and we see him playing footy in 2023. Because despite me disagreeing with Hook picking him last year, I thought he was really impressive. So I've got to give Hook credit that one and Ramsey full credit. I thought he was great for the Dragons. So fingers crossed. He can build off the back of that. He can be healthy once again, uh, get his way out of hospital, and I'll be back playing again next season. Thoughts on Cody Ramsey's illness? I, I don't know enough about the illness, to be honest with you guys. Not a doctor. Uh, probably not the best person to go to. I had a crack at pronouncing what it was a few hours ago. Didn't stand a fucking chance. Probably not the best person to ask. Um... Uh, what have we got? Do you think moving Ponga to 5'8 is a good idea? They don't have a fullback to replace him either. I think they will sign a fullback though, mate. I think that Lockie Miller will probably end up there. I think there's a chance they might go after Dane Laurie as well. So a couple of options there. Tessie New doesn't have a club. So plenty of options for Newcastle. I would be playing KP at one, but I'm more confident of KP being a successful 5'8 now that Hastings is there than what I was three weeks ago. Uh, and I think they'll find a fullback. I think they'll go out and find someone. Uh, any young guns coming through South Sydney next year? Uh, yeah, there's one that I spoke about today on a YouTube clip that will come out on Thursday. Uh, Tyra and Munro is an outside back that I really like, one to keep an eye on. Uh, there's a couple of guys in Harold Matson SG Ball, but a few years away. Tyra and Munro is probably my one to watch over the next two years. He could be a very, very talented outside back for South Sydney. What's your thoughts on Brandon Smith to the Roosters? Uh, I like it. I like it for Cheese. I think it's a good move for him. Um, I'm not convinced he's a hooker just yet. I think he will be uh, with time under Jake Friend and under Trent, Trent Robinson. But I think it will take him a bit of time to get used to playing hooker. Uh, he obviously won Dalian Hooker of the Year, so everyone you know, re remembers that. But I think he's got a lot more to work on his game, which I've heard Brandon Smith say himself as well. So uh, I think the Roosters start slow, getting used to Cheese in the way that he plays. Uh, but then I, I think it'll be similar to 2018 around Origin. I think they'll really hit their straps. I think they'll be in for a back end, a big back end of the season. I'd be using Brandon Smith as like a 50-minute hooker. I've been giving him a little 10 or 15-minute spell, and then I'd be using him as a middle forward for the back end of the game. He wouldn't be an 80-minute 80, 80 hooker for me. I think his momentum is just too good through the middle that I'd want to utilize him there. So I like the signing, though. Is New Brown at lock for uh, is New Brown a lock for fourteen at the Dolphins over Beyond Odo or Reynolds? I don't think he's a lock, mate. I'm still waiting to see this signing be confirmed. I know a lot of people have been talking about it and it probably will come through. I uh, just waiting to hear, see it be confirmed. I think Josh Reynolds might be a little smoky, though. Beyond Iodo's obviously coming off injury, so that might be a tough gig. Uh, but just keep an eye on Josh Reynolds. I reckon he might be a smoky for that fourteen role. Uh, but if not, New Brown, he would be a great selection there. Uh, what have we got? It would be a Broncos hooker in 14. Uh, we already spoke about that. What English player from the World Cup would you want to see in the NRL? thought the 5'8 was great, mate. I'm shooting a blank on his name at the moment. Uh, but I thought the 5'8 was sensational. I'd love to see him come out. Outside of that, George Williams, he's obviously been in the NRL before. I thought he was England's best. But outside of that, all the guys that impressed me, to be honest with you, uh, they're already in the NRL. So Kai Pierce-Paul, he didn't play too much, but I'm very high on him. He's going to be at the Newcastle Knights over the next few years. I think he's got a big future, one to keep an eye on there. Um... 
uh, signing of the season at this point, Guru. Yeah, I'd have to have a look through all the signings. I think Hopgood, he'll be a very, very good value signing. I think Brandon Smith, he'll be great for the Roosters as well. I really like that signing. I love the Kikau and Reed Marnie signings as well. Um, hard to narrow it down to one off the dome, mate. I'll probably have to sit down, write them all out, uh, work out where I think guys are going to play and whatnot, and then go from there. But I think it's going to be a good year as far as signings go. Um Gun to my head right now, I'd probably go Reed. I think he's going to be a really good signing for Canterbury. Uh, but, yeah, as I said, I want to sit down, write them all down, and work out where we're going to go. Reed and Brandon Smith, I really do like those two signings. Uh, do you think the Bulldogs are being overhyped again? Not really, mate. I'm not hearing anyone tip them for, like, a top four. Everyone I'm hearing talk about them is saying potentially bottom four of the top eight around that mark, and I think that's pretty fair. I don't think they're being overhyped. Uh, we might get to the end of the season. They might finish 13th, and then you can say they were overhyped, but I don't think people are being over the top about Canterbury and their expectations on them. Um, give me some Titans talk, mate. Top eight a stretch for them. I think it is, uh, to be honest with you, Trey. But uh, I said at the start of last season, the Gold Coast Titans will be a bottom four team because they don't have a halfback for me. They went out and resolved that issue. So credit to the Titans. They had a plan. It didn't quite work. They went out and resolved that the problem that they had. They got Kieran Foran. So um, I don't think they'll be a top eight team, mate, but I like the direction the Titans are heading. And I think that Foz will pay dividends this year and I think in the future as well. So credit to them. Um, what have we got? Glenn Lazarus, next immortal, best prop ever. Five grand finals in a row and three premierships, three different clubs. Also, all three clubs' first premiership, only man to achieve these feats. Buenos, I am one of the great Glenn Lazarus fans of all time. I completely agree with everything you said. I just don't think you'll be an immortal, though. And we spoke about this on the offseason a couple of weeks ago. What defines players is moments. And it's hard to have really huge moments as a front row forward. As you said, uh, he's won you know, five premierships three with three different clubs and their first one at all of them. Um, when I think about the Broncos, there probably isn't a moment that Lazarus stands out for me. Think about the Raiders, there probably isn't either. Uh, when I think about the Melbourne Storm, it's probably the cartwheel by Glenn Lazarus that I think of. But I think in order to become an immortal, you need to have huge moments. And I just think as a front row forward or as a forward in general, it's going to be very, very tough to do so. And if Glenn Lazarus is a front rower, can't become an immortal, Jeez, uh, I, I, I don't know. And I know Artie Beetson's obviously a front rower and an immortal already, uh, but I just think times have changed a little bit. And I think there's just too many key spine players that have been running around for so long that have been so talented and have achieved so much and owned so many moments that I just think it's going to be too hard for forwards, to be honest with you. Can Sean O'Sullivan become a top 10 halfback this year? Uh, you can't say anything's impossible in this league. I probably doubt it, to be honest with you. I don't think he'll be a top 10 guy. But I also don't think Sean O'Sullivan needs to be a top 10 halfback. You're not paying him top 10 halfback money. I think he can be really consistent and be in those next five sort of halfbacks, and that's probably... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All you need from a guy like SOS, if you've got a quality 5'8 next to you like they do in Anthony Milford, if they can get him to his best and Sean O'Sullivan can just play pretty up and down, put him in the right areas, uh, I, I like I like their halves, to be honest with you. So SOS, I don't think you'll be a top 10, 
but I do like uh, the signing. Out of all the new coaches in 2023, who do you reckon will succeed the most in 2023? Uh, I'm probably looking at Seraldo, mate. I really like that signing. Hopefully he can come through with the goods. Uh, it obviously feels a little bit like Trent Barrett a couple of years ago, but... I don't know. I just think with the signings they've got and, you know, Serraldo coming from Penrith and whatnot, I just think he'll probably be the most successful guy out of the new coaches. Um, do you think Katoa will go good at the Storm? Yeah, an interesting one. Uh, Katoa obviously joining the Melbourne Storm from the New Zealand Warriors. Um, burst onto the scene, looks sensational. Couldn't quite kick on. I think fitness has been an issue the last few years. Injuries have been an issue as well. Uh, but with the Melbourne Storm preseason, he could be anything down there. So if they can get the very best out of him, it's going to be one of those classic Melbourne Storm signings. Uh, but at the moment, I'm probably not as convinced. Uh, but Craig Bellamy's proved me wrong on many occasions, and I'm sure he probably will this time as well. So, yeah, interesting for Melbourne. They could have him and Tariq Sims on edges if they can get the best out of both of them. Uh, it could, the, could put the Melbourne Storm right into that premiership contention uh, sort of category. Um, all right, guys, I'm going to go for about another two minutes or so, then I'm going to hit the road. Uh, any good para juniors coming through to watch out for? Yeah, there's a couple of halves that I watched last year. I believe Blaze is one of them. The other one, his name is Lorenzo. I think they were both young for SG Ball, Harrow Mats. can't remember what grade it was, but I was impressed with those two halves. Um, yeah, I, I didn't get to watch much of the Parramatta Juniors this year, to be honest with you. I spent more time watching the Rooster side because my brother and stuff was in it. But uh, definitely Parramatta Juniors, especially when they get to SG Ball, you get to sort of SG Ball, New South Wales Cup flag, you keep a bit more of a closer eye on them. Uh, but no, I don't have any names that are really coming off the top of my dome. Sorry, mate. Warriors be all right next year. I hope so. Um, yeah, I'm always nervous about the Warriors. They obviously made a lot of signings. I'm not sure if the team's improved, to be honest with you. I think they've made a lot of good signings. They've also let a lot of really good players go. I think they're one of the more interesting sides heading into 2023. So hard to make a prediction on where the Warriors are going to be, where they're going to finish, et cetera, et cetera. What's your thoughts on Fanua Bowl from the Tigers? Feel like he will have a breakout season. I think so as well, mate. There was a back role that they re-signed a couple of days ago. His last name starts with M. I can't remember his name. Uh, but I really like the look of those two. Fanua Bowl, I thought he was fantastic for the West Tigers at the back end of last year. So having guys like David Clemmer and these sort of fellas to to learn from, I think it'll be fantastic for him. So yeah, I, I think he'll go well. All right, guys. Sorry I'm a little bit behind on your questions. Fair few coming in here. Uh, the Marcio and Chris Randall trade. We spoke about that one. All right, guys, I'm going to love you and leave you there. This full audio of this live will be available tomorrow morning on the Rugby League Guru podcast. If you want to catch up on it, we just dropped a news update on the podcast as well if you want to go check that out. And plenty more content on the YouTube. Uh, Tuesday afternoon, 3 p.m., we're going to drop our best 17 for the Sydney Roosters heading into 2023. And then Wednesday, 6 p.m., uh, another episode of the off-season where we're going to talk about what if the Broncos won uh, – uh, the 2015 Grand Final instead of the Cowboys. So plenty to dive into there. Plenty of content coming your way this week. And then Thursday, uh, the Rabbitohs Best 17 for 2023. So plenty coming your way, guys, on the Rugby League Guru Podcast and on the YouTube. Hold up. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.